is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. What I want want to do this morning is actually for a few minutes to look at our corporate times of worship together here on a Sunday and just give some feel and thoughts on what the Bible has to say about that and how we might uh, therefore want to spend our times of worship together. So it's more a practical morning than a theological morning. Is that all right? Okay, that's that's the plan. Because I think actually for the last... What, 20 months or so, is it? 18, 20 months, we've spent a lot of time watching worship rather than taking part in it. And we've had times where we've been watching pre-recorded meetings that <coughs> we've, we've done. We've had times where we've been, excuse me, we've been on Zoom together. But it's been quite, although some of you have been great at contributing in that, and thank you for that, it's been quite hard to sort of unmute yourself and get in at the right time and, and just make it work. And so we felt that now we're back in a room, actually it's a good time to remind us of what's important for us in worship. What are some of the values that uh, we hold dear? So if you've got a Bible with you, if you can turn please to the book of 1 Corinthians and we'll head to chapter 14. We'll read the first five verses and then jump on to verse 26. <clears throat> and I want, to sp- I want to make make sure that I'm not going for too long this morning because I want to give us lots of time to worship together. So I'm just keeping an eye on the clock. So if I go past on a two o'clock, you can start throwing things at me if you're still here or still awake. <laughs> okay, 1 Corinthians 14, ch- uh, verse 1. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I'd like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be edified. (coughs) Edified means built up, if you like another way of putting it. Then verse 26. What then should we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be encouraged, sorry, instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 
as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Okay, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We're sung about, we thank you for your presence. And we pray now in these few moments as we look at this passage together that you would speak to us, you'd teach us, you would equip us, you'd help us to understand how you want us to worship you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. It's interesting, isn't it? We get I, I think we get quite used to different styles of things and you, you get you go to some churches and uh, you might find that have Hymn books there, and that, that they weren't there, you'd be a little bit thrown. You come to church like ours, you find things on the screen, and then if you find that uh, if you have technical issues and things not working and equipment failing, and half of my keyboard rig failed as well this morning, <laughs> you think, oh, that just throws you. But actually what we find in Scripture is no reliance on any external thing, but rather a sense of what's in your heart. A bit like Caroline was saying, a little bit earlier, what's in your heart that you can bring to worship God and to encourage and build up, by biblical words, edify one another? And we've got some things that we'll look at uh, in a moment that the, the scripture talks about, but that's, that's the purpose of our worship together, to worship God, to honour Him, to love Him, and to encourage and build up one another to strengthen one another. When we gather in a time of worship, we should, when we get to go to leave, we should say, yeah, I feel I've encountered God, I've worshipped Him, maybe He's spoken to me, but also there should be a sense of, I was able to encourage and build up my brothers and sisters in the Lord, and they were able to encourage and build up and strengthen me. Let me ask you a question. Whether you're in a room or online, you can put your hand up to this one if you like. Who feels this morning that would like to be encouraged and strengthened and built up in God? Anybody? I guess that's everyone in the room, isn't it? We all want that. And the way that's going to happen is not by wheeling out the best band that we know of, not by getting the most comfy chairs or the best lights or other equipment we could look at, but rather we're built up and strengthened and encouraged by each one of us bringing what God has given us to bring. That's how it happens, isn't it? That's how it happens. We'll get to it in a moment. I'm <coughs> going off script slightly, so I'm just going to come back to my notes and see what I actually wrote down. But our purpose in gathering, is, like we said, is to worship God and to build up and encourage one another. Now Paul lists some things that should happen when we meet uh, together and we could find ourselves thinking like, okay, we need to make sure we've got these things. We could almost like get our clipboard and go, okay, have we had a tongue? And, uh, have we had an interpretation? Have we had the, uh, a prophecy? Have we, have we had a song? Have we had uh, a revelation? We like go down the list thinking, oh, that's the purpose of meeting together. That's like what we should be, be having. But you know what? I don't think that's the case. The aim is not to have lots of contributions. That's not the aim in themselves. Contributions are great. We're going to talk about them in a moment. But they're not the end in themselves. Rather, they are a vehicle to help us to worship God and encourage one another. That's the purpose of them. That's what 
they're there for. And we could equate, we could start to get into a mindset, we think, okay, well, well, a good morning is when we had lots of contributions. Now, actually, a good morning is when we've encountered God and encouraged one another. And it may be some contributions and spiritual gifts to help that process. But that's a good morning. Worshipping God, encountering Him, and encouraging and strengthening one another. Amen? So, what are some of the things that, that Paul lists for us that would be helpful to find in our worship that might honour God, bless Him, worship Him, and might encourage and strengthen and build up one another? Well, Paul helpfully lists them out. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you, I mean, isn't that interesting? It's not the band shall have, not the leaders shall bring, but rather each of you. There's an expectation in New Testament worship that it involves all of us. Now, just to be realistic so that you don't burn the Sunday roast, it's unlikely to be everybody because you'll be here until mid-afternoon at the earliest. But the expectation there is that it could be any of you. Not just the people who happen to be up here behind the microphone or instruments. But rather, it says, when you come together, each of you, any of you, could bring something. If you know and love the Lord this morning, then that qualifies you to bring something that honours Him and encourages one another. So when you come together, each of you has a hymn or hymns or songs. I'm going to be controversial now and the band are going to kill me. But listen, it doesn't just have to be the ones that they've rehearsed. It might be that one of you starts a song and sings out. And you know what? If you do that and it's in the wrong key, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't say, when you come together, anyone who is musical, has a good voice, and can sing in the right key should bring a hymn or song. But any of us could do that. Now, I'm trusting that if you were to bring a song, maybe you should think, does this fit in with what God's doing already? It's not just your favourite worship song, although it might be, but it's not just your favourite song, you know, oh, I just want to sing this because I like this one. No, does it fit in with what God's doing already? The theme of the morning, maybe some other songs that have been sung. If you're thinking, oh yeah, it really does, wouldn't it be great to sing that now? And Maybe you lead us in it and we join in. You know, I, I love, there's lots of things I love about meeting here in Quad. Comfy chairs are, are, are one of them. <laughs> but the trouble with the chairs as they are in rows, it isn't conducive and easy to do what Scripture teaches us here in terms of this sort of worship. It's a little bit harder. It's not impossible, it's just a little bit harder. Because if we were in you know, circles or, or close rows, maybe it would be a little bit easier. But it's not impossible, and we can still do it. So there's a song that you, you might bring. 
And the challenge for worship leaders, and I include myself in this, is not to over-prepare. Not to think, oh, I've got to get through these songs because they're the ones we've rehearsed. But rather say, hey, what is God doing? Who might bring something? Who might lead us? So we've got hymns and we've got songs. We've got a word of instruction. Maybe a good example of that would be a testimony. This is what God has been teaching me this week. This is what I've learned. Maybe this is what God has spoken to me about. A word of instruction that you can bring to encourage others. A revelation. If you like a prophetic word about God's character, you've, you've maybe seen something afresh. You, God's revealed to you something afresh of Him and His love and His goodness. Something about His character. And Paul says, isn't he, everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. The person who prophesies edifies or builds up the church. That's what we should be looking at doing. And that, that revelation, if you like, prophecy is, is God speaking to us or God giving us a fresh revelation of who he is. And his goodness, his character, his love. Let's be really clear. The prophetic cannot and will not contradict Scripture. That's a good first test, isn't it? Does what I'm about to bring line up with what God has already said? If it doesn't, that's the time to stop. <laughs> I think, hang on a minute, what am I thinking through here? Why, why do I think what I'm about to say doesn't line up with Scripture? If that's what you're thinking, it doesn't line up, then that's the time to press pause and not bring it and maybe talk to somebody afterwards. But hey, if what, you've, what God has spoken to you, revealed to you afresh, lines up with who he is, who he has revealed himself to be already in Scripture, then bring it, encourage, build up, edify. It might be you sing it out. It might be you speak it out. You can do it in the first person or third person. So it might be you, you say, uh, I feel God wants to say to us, and then you sort of speak it like God would say. Or, or you may do it in the third person where you say, I feel God wants to talk to us about his character and his goodness and his love. And you, you talk about it in that way. Either's fine. But just bring it with humility. And you don't need a prophetic voice. You ever heard those? You've been in the meeting and somebody starts to prophesy and, and thus saith the Lord. They start to speak very strangely and emphasize what they feel God might be saying. Thinking, why are you doing that? You, you don't need to do that. Just bring it with humility. Bring it in your normal voice and seek to encourage and to build up. And listen, then for something prophetic, we weigh it. We say, oh, well, do we feel that sits right? It's clear, isn't it? Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. Well, who are these others? It's <clears throat> a good question. Is it other prophets? Is it other people in the room? It doesn't exactly make it clear, but I think actually it's emboldened upon all of us to weigh prophecy. Does that sit with us? Does that, does that encourage us? Does that build us up? Does that help us? might mean discussing it sometimes, and that's fine. Sometimes there'll be prophetic words for individual people. That's great as well. But again, just quick test. Does it line up with Scripture? Is it going to build them up and edify them and encourage them? 
If it is, great, go for it. If it isn't, just stop there. Think, why have I got that to bring? Talk about it with somebody afterwards. If what you've got builds up, encourages, strengthens, then go for it. That's what you want to want to hear. And listen, not every person who prophesies is what we might label a prophet. You know, I've met some highly gifted prophetic people, and they start to prophesy, and I'm thinking, you're thinking, wow, how do they know that? It's like they've, they've read my mail, sometimes you say that. Like, like they've opened up my inside, and they can just see what I'm thinking. Not everybody prophesies on that level. In fact, the reality is most of us don't. We see in part, and we prophesy in part. That's what Scripture says. New Testament prophecy is like that. We don't see the whole thing, but that's okay. So, so what if you bring something and then it, it isn't right? And it, it isn't perhaps spot on as you hoped it would be. What if you got it wrong? Well, you know what? We all get it wrong sometimes. But if you brought it humbly, seeking to build up and strengthen and encourage, and you've already tested it with, uh, does it line up with God's word? then the likelihood is that most of it is good anyway. But actually, if what you've brought isn't right, because we are told to away prophecy, then just like leave it in the bin on the way out. Even if you don't receive the prophetic words, don't reject the person. Because actually, for most of us, when we prophesy, our heart is to build up, isn't it? Our heart is to strengthen, to encourage, to edify. And if we got it wrong, then don't reject the person. You might go, I'm not going to receive the prophetic word, but don't reject the individual in the process. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. Probably it means they're learning to hear from God. Just like all of us are doing, actually. I've found more often than not, for something that's brought that isn't really spot on prophetically, generally speaking, it's not dreadfully wrong. And often it's just that the person has added to or embellished what they feel God had said. Because they thought, oh, God just gave me this word and it didn't feel very much. Or I just sort of added to it. Listen, don't do that. Just bring what God gives you. And if that's only a small thing, that's fine. It doesn't need to be a long thing. Just bring what God gives you and then stop. That's okay. Maybe that somebody else adds to it and somebody else in the, in the congregation brings something else that builds to it and adds to it. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. I'm so grateful that we don't live in Old Testament times. Because in Old Testament times, if the prophet got it wrong, they were stoned. We don't live in, just to make it really clear, we're not in Old Testament times now, okay? So you don't do that when prophets get it wrong. You can say, no, I'm not going to receive that, and you like leave it in the bin on the way out, and maybe there's some, some help for the person bringing it to, to learn to hear from God better, but you don't stone them, either physically or metaphorically. We still receive the person, even if we don't receive the prophetic word. So we've got tongues and interpretations as well. I need to uh, crack on speed now. Uh, and Listen, tongues are a great vehicle in worship. I think they're a common gift of the Holy Spirit. But I don't believe that speaking in tongues is the only sign of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's a common sign, 
But it's not the only sign. For speaking or singing in tongues, that heavenly language that God gives us to help us worship him. It's a Godward thing. It goes that way, if you like. Prophecy, if you like, goes that way to us from God. <clears throat> tongues go from us to him in worship, adoration. It's a Godward thing. It's like we get so caught up in worship, we run out of words and our spirit rises and, and, and worships God. And that might be brought if we all sing in tongues together and there's that sort of great singing together, that's wonderful. Or it might be that somebody speaks out in a tongue, in a heavenly language, and somebody else needs to interpret it and help us to understand what's been shared. Again, it's a Godward thing. It's going that way to him, from us to him. Tongues often stir up other gifts. So when somebody speaks out or sings out in a tongue, the temptation is to run in with other gifts, like prophetic words and pictures and all stuff like that, which is wonderful. But the Bible tells us to wait for the interpretation. So before we get into the other gifts, let's just wait for the interpretation and then get into other gifts that God might stir up. It might be that... <clears throat> In personal worship, not in a corporate setting. You, you speak or you pray or you sing out in tongues. I encourage you to do that. That's such a wonderful gift. If God has given you that gift, I encourage you to use it in personal worship in your times with God during the week. Like I was saying a little bit earlier, we've spent so much time watching or observing worship. We've done church on screen, haven't we, for the last 18 or 20 months. And listen, I'm so grateful to those that have enabled that to happen. I mean, if you think back, I don't know, even 20 years, it would have been pretty tough to do that, wouldn't it? Certainly any, any longer further back, it would have been virtually impossible. So I'm so grateful to those who have helped us stay connected and enable us to do church online. But it is so good to be church back in a room together. I know if some of you are still joining us online, you're not able to be back in a room yet, and maybe you're isolating or, or not able to be here for health reasons, I'm thrilled that you're able to join us still. And it's great that you can connect in this way. But for those of us back in a room, we need to make sure that we don't come in with the mindset we've had of the last 18 months or so, where we're observing or watching others. But rather, let's say, what does the Bible say? Oh, when you, when, you, when you come together, each of you has. Well, that's all of us. I want to remind us, dear friends, that this is our style of worship. To be each of us, all of us, have a chance to participate and bring what God has spoken to us about. Caroline's going to come up and the rest of the band too are going to lead us in worship. We've got a good amount of time now and we're going to share communion in this context as well. But listen, I want to encourage you, having just heard a preach about corporate worship and about how it might be any of you to bring something, be it a prophetic word or revelation, a tongue or interpretation, might I suggest that the Ministry time for this preach, if you like. The application of this is the next 40 minutes or so. God, I want us just to think, oh, well, now we'll sit back and 
watch Caroline do her stuff. Well, she does it great. But rather, let's all be on the front foot here and say, let's all be expecting that God might speak to us, that he might encourage us to step out to bring something. And, you know, for those people leading a meeting, so Adam's in this role this morning, it's a challenge. But I would much rather have the challenge of having a queue of people and thinking, how on earth do we get this in? And how do I say no to some and yes to others? And listen, if he says no to you, please don't be offended. It's not personal, it's just a time issue. Okay? I'd much rather have that problem than have the issue of thinking, I'm not sure if anybody's got anything this morning. Is is anybody else here? Is anybody else going to sing or pray or bring anything? I would much rather us be deluged and then have to work out how to bring that decently and in order as the scripture encourages us to, rather than have the reverse problem. So whilst I'm not lining him up for a problem this morning, I know he and I would much rather have that face that than not have anybody to bring anything. So, how does that sound? I feel like I've rushed this morning, um, but I feel I've just hit a few things that hopefully would remind us of some of our values, what's important to us. I want to encourage us now to worship God together. Amen? So can we stand? I want, us to, I want to pray. <clears throat> and I'll hand over to Caroline. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you have already spoken to us about how you want us to worship you. And so, God, we pray now that you would stir up gifts in your church. Lord, I pray that there will be gifts of tongue, interpretation, prophetic words, revelation, that encourage and build up and strengthen us this morning and honour and worship you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Sunday morning.